0: This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more. Hello, and welcome to The Way Forward. I'm Jack Otter, and I'm joined this week by Michael Bappis, a Managing Director at Vios Rockefeller Capital Management Group. I have more questions, Michael, than we have time, so I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, but I do want to start with a very quick background for listeners. Uh, how did your group become part of Rockefeller?
1: Yeah, th- well, thank you very much for having me. I, I appreciate uh, the time. Uh, it- it's interesting. At the time, about two and a half years ago, I, I had known... Craig Fleming and, and, and Chris Randazzo from, uh, our prior firms and our prior lives. And we kind of got reconnected. Uh, they mentioned that they were starting, uh, a firm alongside the Rockefeller family office. And, and, and so that was intriguing to me. Um, it's, it's, it's the uniqueness of it is it's basically a startup at a family office. that has been around since the late 1800s. And so th- there is kind of a, uh, Uniqueness to that to that story, but once we got talking, once they were explaining to me the vision of the firm and what it it was about, and they 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 asked me to come in and help them build it out. I was the first team to our team was the first team to come to Rockefeller uh, about two and a half years ago after they had started it, say six months prior. And look, I I think the leadership is intriguing. Wasn't at that time the leadership was very intriguing. Uh, The model and the vision was something that I aligned with myself, but most importantly, I think our clients, uh, it could be a differentiator for our clients and and future clients. And so, um, you know, many meetings and a lot of time spent and a lot of due diligence spent on both sides, and we came to an agreement, and, and I've really been happy. I, I think it's uh, a model that, that that has a lot of legs for the future, and our clients have really uh, appreciated being you know, on this platform and this model, and and, and something that's important to note is the third-party custodian. You know, our, our assets are are and cleared through Fidelity, uh, which which is an important component to the safety of assets. Uh, as we are a bit removed from the financial crisis, but it's still in everybody's mind, and I think that's a component that helps us. Uh, as well uh, with customer and client safety of assets, as well as comfort.
0: Absolutely. As a journalist, I always told people uh, if they were looking for a financial advisor, that was one thing to look for, a third-party custodian. Uh, I got to ask you, Tom Brady is fresh in our minds. You uh, have as a specialty serving athletes. Um, So I just wonder if you can briefly say what it takes to serve that group um how do you attract those clients and uh I know Rockefeller has some good connections in that world but is it becoming a bit of a crowded trade for other advisors
1: yeah you you bring up some great points i mean i think look tom brady what he's done is 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 uh probably once in a lifetime for 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 many of us uh the fact that he's been excellent and and at the height of the game for so many years uh it's just you know it's a testament to his focus and his his drive but uh as, as it relates to athletes i was i was fortunate enough to be around athletics my whole life i played uh division one golf in, at utah and then i ended up playing uh, a little basketball in, in, in greece for me it's it's twofold it's one uh obviously creating a business around it but but i'm very to literacy for uh just in general but also for athletes and entertainers i mean a lot of what you see in the media today is so frustrating to me that that these uh, players and and entertainers perform at such a high level, and then you end up seeing them in a position to lose a lot of that money because of bad advice. So I think it starts with obviously education; it's most important. And and but for 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 us, it's 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 a passion to help educate literacy, but also to preserve. Uh, wealth and preserve the capital with some growth over time.
0: Uh, that's great. It is heartbreaking to see some of those guys get uh, poor as quickly as they got rich. Uh, so it's good yeah. to be there to help them out.
1: And, and, and early on in my career, I heard I heard someone say, I guess it was about mid, mid, the middle of my career, uh, I heard somebody say to me, look, we want to be with someone in a firm that has money. Uh, we don't want to be with someone take make their money because I'm making money. And I thought that, <laughs> yeah. that that resonated pretty well with me, and, and 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 I think I've I've kept that in the back of my mind for uh, the whole time that I've been doing. It.
0: I want to ask about Rockefeller's specific role here. You have a, a fairly well-known uh, former professional athlete, uh, uniquely involved with your firm, Derek Jeter. How did that come to pass, and, and what role does he play in all this?
1: Greg Fleming has known uh, Derek for for quite quite some time, and 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 they are uh, obviously. I mean, this is. All on the record, but they're part of uh, the Marlins together, and I think they've they've built a great relationship. And, and you know, Derek is, a, is is a professional that has excelled at the highest level for many many years, and I think that's what our our goal is at Rockefeller with the Rockefeller family, as well as people like Derek, to be um, excelling at our profession and 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 being the best uh, that we can be for our clients. And 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 you have two two. Uh, you know, we have many leaders in our firm, obviously, who are excelling at the highest level, but Derek brings a, an element to that. Greg has had for his career, and obviously Derek had for many years and will continue to have in his next ventures.
0: So let's step back a little bit uh, to looking at your industry more broadly. You have, if not a unique, a somewhat rare career in that you've been at Morgan Stanley, you've been at Hightower, now you're at an RIA how do you see those various models evolving and, and what are you doing specifically to transform your business in covid and uh, all the upheaval that's that's changing um, the advisory business
1: i can probably talk forever on that cuz there's so much that has <laughs> been, put, that's been put, too <laughs> too big a question that's been put into it no i mean it, look look uh, i i think you know i learned i learned a lot at, at at when i started at morgan it was a great firm i still think it is a great firm i i then uh, took the route to go independent and that's where I learned the other side of the business. It was it was it was going from a big bank to an independent was was quite a jump, but it really helped me understand the business and the due diligence that's necessary to uh, for our clients. That is good for them from the beginning to the end and, and also a platform for advisors that works, uh, for the longevity of, of, of careers. And, you know, so we, we are a hybrid firm. We do, uh, have a broker dealer. That's how we, um, one of the unique benefits of being here is the element of private deals where we have access to private deals, uh, that are unique to Rockefeller, and I think for our clients and 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 going forward, that's something that differentiates us from from the rest of the street or or from others on the street. And and uh, you know, to the pandemic world, uh, I would probably say the most difficult part is connecting with clients. I mean, frankly uh, and very candidly, I had never done a Zoom in my life i'd never done a teams in my life prior to uh, last march but our credit and to those companies credit they were able to pivot rapidly to be able to accommodate uh folks like like us who who are uh such an important component to what we do is connecting with our clients and so i've uh I'm, i'm somewhat zoomed out but I embrace <laughs> and and video conversed out but you know I think it's it's it is definitely a component that's important to uh now and will probably be for the foreseeable future it is nice to be able to connect with somebody you know it, it, looking at someone and seeing their face as 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 uh in person is is obviously the the most effective way to get to know and trust somebody but this is probably a close second with what uh what what has been created over the last year. And I think, uh, it it still comes down to one thing, uh, touching base with the clients, being connected with clients, building trust with clients and have them, and have them trust you as, as much as you trust them. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, creating the vision and the long-term perspective that doesn't get rattled by, uh, the crazy volatility we've seen over the past year.
0: So I, I do want to ask you more about that, but sticking to Zoom for a minute, let's talk about what it's like internally. You're calling me from your office right now, but I presume you're not fully staffed up there. What's it like leading a team, maintaining team culture uh, when you only see each other on the Zoom screen? And, and and how have you had to approach your role as a leader?
1: Yeah, that I mean, you asked a great question, which which is is you pivoted early on and was 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 something that was important to us, not only from a business standpoint, but from a social standpoint, much of our team uh, ha- has been together. We-, we did start coming back to the office after after uh, a few months because um, much of the team lives in close proximity to the office. But I would say prior to, to, to that and doing now, uh, we set up morning calls with everybody having to be on the screen. We set up a weekly you know, a little bit longer meetings, and we even set structured you know social aspects of Zoom to uh, just just stay connected, especially during the time when uh, the first few months of this, when people were basically not leaving their homes aside from going to uh, you know to to, to ne- necessary places. But but, Steve, it's the team structure which I try to um, really focus and keep focusing on is a professional atmosphere that is, is with an attention to detail that also there's a social component to it, that, that we like to be around each other. We like to have fun with each other. And that resonates to clients. I mean, if, if, if clients can sense, if, if the employees are happy and the team is happy, and I think that helps them, uh, feel comfort as it does, uh, helps employees be happy in the workplace. Cause look, it, it, it is, it is, you know, the most time you spend with, people uh, as much as anybody is the people you work with. And and we have a great team in place. I'm I'm proud of everybody, the way they've uh, handled through this and and have been so supportive to not only our team, but also to our clients that, you know, alongside of our our management has done, you know, an amazing job as well as the technology. Uh, aspect of our business that that, that's important I mean technology matters more today than ever and and many times I speak about it publicly uh, outside of this conversation that that you know we're in a technological revolution that is is going to last I don't know how long but it is something that people will look back on two to three hundred years to say wow that was that was something special as as was the printing press or as was the first car or as was you know the first airplane I think this is what's happening now and think that that growing up, I didn't have a cell phone. You know, my, my daughters can't even, they just, I don't even think they even comprehend what that means. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, 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 they just look at me like, yeah, okay, whatever. Dad. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. So Michael, we've heard from some principles that everything is great. And then when we talk to some people on their team, uh, they'll say, well, COVID has been kind of tough. Um, and to your point earlier, Anytime you engage with a team that is happy and everyone's psyched and and pulling oars in the same direction, you could just feel it. And if that's not happening, you can feel that too. So what do you do to make sure that everybody at every level um, is managing through COVID okay?
1: It's uh, very difficult to make sure that that is the case, but I feel like we've done a lot to do so. And I I think there's an element of, of the personal side of it. And the um, the uh, being there for our employees. I mean, from the beginning, I said that everybody will keep their jobs. I said everybody will does not have to worry about um, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one as as we're in this. Thankfully, we were able to to uh, you know get through what I think is almost over. Uh, but it's 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 basically wanting our team to feel connected as we would like our clients to feel connected. And I think our clients can recognize that we're all working together and have, uh, have, their, their meeting the client's interest in mine as well as each team member, uh, team member's interest in mind. Look, it's 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 uh, it was very difficult in the beginning. I mean, we were all locked up. We 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 uh, d- d- people were not getting out from a family standpoint, from a friend standpoint, from you know something as, as simple as going to to uh, a lunch or a dinner or or travel, and and so I think the um, being there for each other and being there for not only personally our families, but also from uh, a a work standpoint and, and, and that resonated into our clients and, and, and it comes, you mentioned like from a business standpoint, but it comes with communication. And I think uh, our, our most um, focused piece of our business is communicating with clients and 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 managing our crM in a way that that allows us to keep contact with clients and and let them know that we're always there for them uh, not only on a regular basis but anytime that they, they have questions for us so it's 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 not easy uh and and it's it's something that we're always focused on and I think it's something that we always have to be focused on for the time that we're that we are in business and we are working with clients.
0: Yeah. Just as you said, we're going to remember this, uh, Era from a technological perspective for a long time. I think we're going to remember it from a, um, a COVID and, and personnel and, and personality perspective as, as well. Uh, but let's pivot to, to the investing side of things. It really is starting to seem like nothing can shake this market, which is a scary thing to think. But valuations keep on climbing despite the pandemic and meme stocks and rates are creeping a little bit higher. Um, what are your clients' top concerns and, and how are you mitigating their fears?
1: Anytime you have volatility, like we have today uh th- that's part of the client's top concerns but you also saw such a, a market that was there was such a divergence between growth and value at, at towards the end of the year last year uh at one point you know there was between a thirty thirty and thirty five percent difference in in the Russell value versus Russell growth index we're talking like you know up 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 18 to 20 and down you know 13 to fifteen. On the value, and, and and I think that was something that was that was very unusual. You did see the companies across all sectors that were able to uh, pivot to an e-commerce model and a technologically focused model, and you know, including us with our clients, that once once these companies and 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 advisor groups adapted to that, that became uh, what got many of us through this, this past year almost uh, in, in, in at least somewhat of a, of a positive fashion.
0: Yeah, that, no, no question about that. Um, so in terms of dealing with that huge divergence between growth and value, uh, looking at some valuations that are kind of tough to, to justify other than momentum. Um, are you adjusting your portfolios? Uh, are you telling your clients they they might have to pull back from the the wonderful fangs? Uh, h- how do you address all that? Yeah, uh, we
1: we we put a lot of a lot of work into into uh, the managers we use. Uh, we have very good relationships with with the principals as well as the portfolio managers as well as the people on the sales side. And I think uh, what what we try to focus on uh, as one of our most important components to investing is uh, the fact that there's not a style drift in the manager; they're not chasing the hottest dot. And I, I, I do believe with the money that the Fed has pumped into the system, there is some room to grow on these markets. And and especially, uh, we talk about valuations. Look, certain companies have have outrageous valuations, but many other companies they're they're pretty, I would say, reasonably priced. And and I do believe this is a bit of a, of a stretch, but I do believe that technology has changed even the way we evaluate companies. I mean, I think, uh, historical PEs and historical trends, they'll always be there. You know, you never, history always repeats itself, but there is an element to, to the world now that, that, um, you know, it's, it may not look exactly how it looked previously. And, 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 with that there are companies out there that have value i mean look at energy look at financials look at you know even some healthcare uh components to the to the business that you, you, there is there is value there and and with rates where they are would you rather own a uh, a value you know or a garp growth at a reasonable price uh company and strategy you know with a dividend yield of 2 to 5% 2 to 7% and and uh a strong balance sheet, strong cash flow, or would you want to own a ten-year treasury, getting 1%, one percent, <laughs> one, you know, around one percent? So you know, sure. I and mean, I think that's what everybody's dealing with right now. And there was such a flight to safety uh, last year that obviously driving treasury rates to probably the lowest. That's another thing with it. I don't think we'll ever see again in our lifetime is rates where they are. Well, according to Merrill Lynch, uh, that was
0: a five-thousand-year low. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't. That's I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. There's, that, there's a Bank of would, America analyst actually traced yeah. it back to like ancient Egypt. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: that's an interesting perspective, and 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 I think I think there's something. You know, it may sound a little bit outrageous and emphatic, but I think there's something to that.
0: Uh, so let's talk about alts. I know that's a specialty of your firm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people are thinking, given the craziness you're alluding to in the equity market, maybe it's good to allocate a little bit to that space, but. You know, liquid alts have had a lousy decade. Alts is is tough, uh, tough space to analyze. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh, look, I think it's just a just the the beginning, of the first or second quarter of the alt uh, uh, investment theme. Uh, we definitely believe alts are an important important component to the to the asset allocation. Uh, we advise twenty to twenty five percent alternatives for for many you know or most of our clients, and. Uh, it, 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 fluctuates between liquid and illiquid alts. we try to find, um, alternatives that, that again, we do the same due diligence on these managers and on the, on the, uh, leadership team, because to me, it matters who, who's managing the money. To me, it matters to, to be able to sit across the table and look at someone, uh, in, in the eye and, and, and trust them. And, and just like our clients, I'm sure do with us and, and we try to do with them that, uh, it, it Alternatives are going to play an important role, especially over the next ten years, as as these volatile markets uh, continue to go where they are. Uh, you, whether it's liquid or illiquid, uh, it's, it's the same. It's the same strategy, the same component, the same uh, due diligence that we do on it. And and look, you, you, as volatile as these markets are, we've had a few alts that have really performed well in a way that that has limited volatility and gotten some growth. So you know, and, and it goes alongside what we discussed about the, the interest rates previously. That that if you can get low vol with uh, a decent return, you know, it's almost a, a fixed income alternative or or a way to, to get a fixed return or, or somewhat fixed return uh, with less with less uh, risk. And and so that ties back into okay, making sure we understand our client's risk component. Making sure we understand their long-term vision, and then structuring a portfolio that that
0: goes alongside of that. Any particular areas of vaults you can identify? I've heard some people nosing around commercial real estate because it's so battered. They're they're looking for some opportunities there. Uh, anything you can identify? Yeah, most of our clients, uh, frankly,
1: do their own commercial real estate investing. So we, regardless of of, of whether it's attractive or not, we can't we st- we. That's really not somewhere where that we. Invest, uh, but I will say in that space, you know, the global macro side of it is something that intrigues us. The market neutral uh, component to it, as rates rise, uh, because eventually, obviously, they will rise. How, who can who can take advantage of that in a market neutral str- type of a strategy or a a global macro type of a strategy? And then look at, at one of the advantages of, of of being our clients being at Rockefeller is. We have created a pipeline of private acts, private deals that we have access to, uh, or our clients have access to, that are unique to to only us, and and I think that adds value as someone can can, can have a, a three to five year time horizon, maybe seven year time horizon, uh, and and uh, be open to private deals that that eventually we believe are going to limit the volatility on the portfolio and be an important piece of the asset allocation uh, and and uh, capital preservation and growth for their portfolios.
0: One more uh, investing question for you, and that is that uh, Greg Fleming has said that sustainable investing is an important part of, of the firm's practice, Go, going right back you know, to the Rockefeller roots uh, for obvious reasons. How are you integrating ESG and, and how important is it to your clients?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought brought that up. I, I think it's going to be very important going forward. It is now, but I, it'll even be more important going forward. Uh, you have you have a component you have a component to um, the business that we we started our own. You know, Rockefeller has its own ESG strategy and ESG uh, focused portfolio that uh, many of our clients are are starting to ask about and starting to invest in. And it's 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 something that is only going to grow. As as I think our environmentally conscious world uh, grows, and and look, I, I, frankly, the Rockefeller family was 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 ahead of this. They have been focused on philanthropy and focused on you know ESG type of thought process for 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 generations. And I think that's long before it's called ESG. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I was just, I was, that's a good point. That's, that's what I was going
0: to say. Well said. Okay. So let's, let's just get back to a little bit about, about your specific practice. Um, all of your peers are are wondering, um, what is the strategy in the near term for growth? You know, how do you prospect in, in this environment and then longer term, uh, does the trajectory look like for, for your business and, uh, and your industry? Um, well I think uh,
1: at some point, hopefully sooner than later we'll get back to a more normal way of growing business, which is uh, in-person meetings, in-person events, even if they're smaller. Uh, so I look if, if we feel you know we feel if we do a good job for our cl- current clients, uh, they will recommend other people that they know in their network that would benefit from our services. And on the athlete and entertainer front, uh, we have uh, a a few different sources of referrals of people that trust us, business managers who trust us, uh, and 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 know that we're going to treat their clients as well as they treat their clients, and 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 that gives us a way to build a business. We've also partnered with, um, in the process of partnering with. With, uh, for example, a, a gentleman like uh, Darius Butler, who was a former NFL player, and, and he 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 is uh, has become close to our group and our firm, and, and and someone like that is 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 working outside of our group, but also trying to help educate financial literacy for for athletes, and 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 so th- we're we're doing different things to be able to grow alongside people, but it's more for me it comes down to one thing: it comes down to building. Good relationships with trustworthy people, and 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 eventually doing not only something good for the world and for 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 uh, the, the I keep bringing up the point, but it's probably the best word and phrase we can come up with at this point is the financial literacy of society, and and that to us is from a business aspect as well as a a educational aspect are are two of the most important components, and and I came from, you know, my mom was an educator uh, the, uh, her whole life and, and growing up with an educator, you know, everything starts with education and, and you see it in, in the in what's going on in the world today. The more educated people are, the more they understand and will be likely to succeed with whatever
0: they're doing. Uh, yeah. Financial literacy It's it's so easy to make uh, a small mistake that can turn out to be a huge mistake and just teaching people even the low hanging fruit is is going to be very important. Michael, uh, I could keep on asking you questions all day, but uh, I'm w- I'm wary of time fleeting. So uh, one more question for you, big long-term view. Uh, what is your strategic vision for the firm over say the next five years? Um, and, and what do you think the biggest challenges will be toward achieving those goals?
1: Um, I, I'll say I'll speak first on our group uh I would say the biggest challenge for our, our, our particular group and our business and our clients is keeping up with the changes in technology, the rapid changes in technology. I mean uh, our world, I think uh, that's that's what keeps me up at night is is ensuring that we're moving forward in the right direction as times change and as, as the business changes. And I think it's just happening much more rapidly than it used to happen when I when I first began uh, my career. I mean, look, in late nineties, you, you were chained to your desk. You were at on the 7:15 AM research call and you stayed there till seven, eight at nine. And I think it's, it's, it's almost the flip side to that. The hours are still probably have gotten longer because we're always connected, but you know, I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm in the office too, too much. And, 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 and uh, it, it's more about being in front of clients. It's more about reaching out to clients. And I think technology is the biggest driver of that, so, from our group standpoint, that's that's the most important thing: is our clients and and continuing to gain their trust and have them trust us, and 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 also uh, performing at the highest level, so that that they do trust us and they do look to us for guidance and, and capital preservation and growth.
0: Uh, thanks for that. Uh, so, as you know, Barron's has a tradition of asking our guests for one final actionable idea that listeners can put right into practice uh what is yours
1: look it it sounds a bit cliche but uh i would say i'm going to answer that question with two 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 parts the first part is we are so caught up in volatility and the hot minute the hot second what's going on right now and 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 the the what is selling today is oh the volatility of the markets that you know Talking about daily stuff, hourly stuff, minute stuff, and and for us, uh, I just think it's you know keep focused on the long term. Keep focused on uh, on what the goals are in mind. Get a grasp of of of, of your risk tolerance, for, whether it's an ad, you know as an advisor or as a client. Get a grasp of your risk tolerance. Get a grasp of the long term plan, and just you know follow that plan through. And 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 too much of what's talked about today is, you know, what's going on right now, immediate, and, and that's a product of the technology too. I mean, I see it; we see it with uh, you, you're expected to get back much faster than to, to someone than you used to be. Uh, people want things much more quickly than they they used to ask for things, and I just think our society has lost a little bit of focus on the long term and and what. What is important in this business is the long-term plan. And and look, it was all about the election. And, well, that's over now. It's all about the, you know, it, it all passes. And, and, and there's going to be another election in four years. There's going to be another Congress election in two years. There's going to be something else that comes about. And I, and I think if we can just allow ourselves to remove the noise, focus on the plan, and focus on, on the structure that we have in place... That that is that is it's it sounds so simple, but it, it's it's so difficult for all of us to do in today's society. And i i would just i would just recommend that that is as actionable of an idea that I think uh, I try to follow daily. But also, uh, you know, it, it could help society.
0: Uh, I think that's great advice, and no doubt the market will throw us a curveball one of these days. Uh, and so being in the habit of thinking long-term and not about uh, that days or that weeks or that month's moves uh, will be very helpful. Michael, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Great to have your insights.
1: I really appreciate you having me on here, and I look forward to the next time.
0: And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another edition of The Way Forward. This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more.